Hello and welcome to level 67 of Free Extra Life's A Video Game and Trivia Podcast. I'm your host Tom Knight. Before I get started, why don't I tell you about the Discord server that Free Extra Life's has. Yay, it's new and it's shiny and you are very welcome to join if you have an interest in indie games. A small safe space to talk about indie games and to geek out with other people who enjoy indie games, including a few developers as well that are creating indie games. It's a really lovely space overall and you can check that out if you head over to freeactualifes.com and we've got a discord button there that you can press and join the server and pop on in and say hello and tell us what indie games you're playing or you can share some of your own feel-good video game stories in there too so that's over at threeactualifes.com hit the discord button and why not join us with that out of the way let's get on with the show First up on this level of three extra lives, a small Japanese island was hit by a typhoon last year in 2020, and unfortunately, the island's scenic Watasumi Shrine was heavily damaged during this. In response to this, the priest Yuchi Harama took to a Japanese online crowdfunding platform, which is called Campfire, and asking for support from November last year and amazingly this campaign finished with a amount of $260,000 which was actually over 540% more than its original goal and this was largely due to Ghost of Tashima fans once Ghost of Tashima fans caught wind of this it actually got the campaign in bit more of a spotlight and this actually propelled fans to help rebuild this sacred Toshima shrine due to the fact that the fans of the game wanted to help restore this from their experiences actually playing Ghost of Toshima. Now Ghost of Toshima is a 2020 action adventure game by Sucker Punch Productions and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment and it features an open world where the player controls Jin Sakai, a samurai, on a quest to protect Toshima Island during the first Mongol invasion of Japan. So the goal was hit and the work to repair Watasumi Shrine is due to start in April this year of 2021 and to finish sometime in August of this year too. Pretty great that fans of this game came together to help restore a part of this history, this heritage on this Japanese island, all through a game, all because of a video game. I'm not saying they might not have hit their goal without it, but it definitely propelled it into the spotlight. And of course, it's great when we can share a common cause of video games and using that to do good in this world. And although it was a tragedy that a typhoon was to hit this island, fallout from that of people coming together and fans of this game wanting to help rebuild part of this Japanese island. I think it's really great that, that we can come together and we can do that and we can give back to the world, we can help rebuild the world in some ways thanks to video games. It's trivia time! So we were talking about Japan and Ghost of Tsushima and here we go with a geography question. I can already hear the groans. The three largest cities in Japan are Tokyo, Yokohama, and which other? 
The correct answer is Osaka. Did you get the one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. What have I been playing recently? Well, I have been playing a delightful game called The Frog Detective. And The Frog Detective currently has two games out in its series. The first one being The Haunted Island and the sequel to that game is The Case of the Invisible Wizard. Yes, you didn't see that coming, did you? And I had these games sitting in my library for a while. The first iteration, The Haunted Island, originally released back in November 2018. It's developed by Grace Bruxner and Thomas Bowker and published by Worm Club and Super Hot Presents. Yes, you know, Super Hot, Super Hot. They've been getting involved in helping indie titles get published as well, even though they're an indie title as well. It's like indie title inception, which I'm loving that. And The Frog Detective, The Haunted Island, is a game where you're a detective and you're a frog and you need to solve a mystery. You would never have known that if I hadn't told you. It seems to portray such wholesome and heartwarmingness effortlessly. It's just an absolute joy to play. And one thing I will know, and a lot of people like to bring it up, that these games are very short. And yes, it will probably take you 45 minutes to an hour to beat this game. But I don't think that's a bad thing. And I don't always play games and expect them to be 50 hour marathons. Sometimes I like a game where I can jump in for an hour and get an experience that leaves me feeling really good. And the frog detective left me feeling really good. It, it left me feeling like I had just eaten an apple. You know that feeling you get when you've just eaten an apple and you feel good and you say that saying about an apple a day keeps the doctor away and you're like, yeah, I just ate an apple. I'm, I'm good. I'm feeling good. It's like that. It's, it's like eating an apple. Unless you're allergic to apples. And I'm sorry. I don't know if that's a thing, but it probably is. This game is probably a great entry for younger gamers too, or entry-level gamers. It takes place in first person and you will go through a little intro where it introduces you to the characters that will appear in the episode. I'm gonna call it an episode, it kind of plays out a bit like a TV show in that regard with the intro and you get introduced to the characters. You head on over to the haunted island in the first game and you get talking to people. You have some wonderful dialogue some narratives carry on. I'm gonna call them memes sort of continue on throughout this game which will continue on to the next game as well, The Invisible Wizard, and I'm sure further on there's probably gonna be more of these on the way. So that's very exciting and again just very wholesome, very heartwarming. This game is just put together in a way that's quite simple but it feels like it has deeper meaning in some of the messages and some of the conversations that are happening in this game and I think it's it's magical. It really is magical and it really surprised me just how good I felt coming out of the other side of this and once you've played through the haunted island you get teased about the next episode which is the invisible wizard. The game definitely moves up a little bit in gear. It introduces like a journal where you take notes and the comedy elements increase when you interview a suspect and you as the frog detective automatically take these notes down and sometimes there's a little funny line or two put in those notes as well and just everything about this game is just wondrous. It's absolutely wondrous. It's, it is short but it never 
feels like that's a detrimental aspect to this game because you just hop in to Frog Detective just instantly captivated by what's going on, by the characters and by the conversations and it's not going to satisfy your hardcore gamer but as someone that just enjoys indie titles and enjoys short entertaining games with a small little narrative, I think this game ticks all the boxes and again for younger gamers they're absolutely gonna love this absolutely going to love being the frog detective and talking to all the various characters as well all of their little quirks and working out the fairly straightforward puzzles which is fine for a type of game like this I think it's more about the narrative but I think younger gamers will get maybe a little bit more of a kick out of the puzzle aspect of the game but yeah, just go give the frog detective a go. Jump into that pond because it is a great place to be. Like I say, very short experiences, but experiences that leave you feeling good afterwards and, and like you've, you've just eaten something healthy. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. It feels good for the soul. The Frog Detective by Grace Bruxner and Thomas Bowker. Ribbit. It's trivia time. So we were talking about a frog detective game. So that's the perfect opportunity for frog trivia. Yes, frog trivia. True or false, frogs can't swallow with their eyes open. The correct answer is true. Frogs use their eyes to force down food in their throats as they don't have the necessary muscles to chew their food. It is their eyes which are actually sinking down inside of its skull to push down the food. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, I thought it would be fun to go over to the GuinnessWorldRecords.com website and look up some of the video game world records. I mean, I don't know why I decided, but I just did. So now I'm going to share with you some of the interesting and slightly unusual world records that I found. One of the first ones that I came across, and it's quite remarkable actually, is Rocky Stotenberg, aka Rocky No Hands. And Rocky No Hands is a legend in the game of Fortnite, and Rocky made it into the Guinness World Records 2020 and Guinness World Records 2020 Gaming Editions for achieving the most victory royales in Fortnite using a quad stick mouth operated joystick and most eliminations in a Fortnite battle royale using a quad stick mouth operated joystick. And why does Rocky use a mouth operated joystick? Well, Rocky was a dedicated and competitive athlete spending a lot of time playing hockey and motorbiking and he also enjoyed video games as well. Unfortunately, in 2006, a fall led him to become paralyzed from the neck down, which obviously massive impact in his life, totally changed everything about his life. And a few years after the accident, he rekindled his passion for playing video games again when his brother introduced him to the quad stick, which is a mouth-operated joystick, which can be used by individuals who are disabled. So Rocky became hooked on gaming again, and really enjoying playing multiplayer competitive games and battle royales especially PUBG and Fortnite and he joined the Twitch community as well so he could play with others and live stream and through there just kind of took off and puts in lots of hours of practice and hard work and 
now is getting that recognition through the Guinness World Records for doing that. So that is an incredible story and an incredible world record. Looking through a few more of these world records, I also found the youngest gamer to achieve a perfect score on Dance Dance Revolution. You ever given Dance Dance Revolution a go? I've played it a few times in the arcade. It makes you really sweaty and I don't think I'm actually that good at it. But the youngest person to reach a perfect triple A rating on Dance Dance Revolution game on the expert difficulty setting is Rota Weta from Japan who mastered the song Hyper Eurobeat aged 9 years and 288 days at his home in Wakayama, Japan back in August 2010. So Rota is a few years older right now but was featured in the Guinness World Record Gamers Edition 2011 and Rota had been playing DDR since he was 5 and achieving highly respectable scores but always missing out on that elusive AAA rating due to the mat slipping under his feet and all it took for him to reach a perfect score was a non-slip surface and the record was his. So there really is a lot of world records out there that just blow your mind and when you look at it in a gaming sense it's the same. There's people playing games in different ways from perhaps how you and I play but achieving achievements, great achievements and champion-like achievements and another one of those incredible achievements is the most completions of a Dark Soul game using alternate control methods. So what the heck am I talking about there? I'm talking about beating Dark Souls, which is a really hard action-adventure game. Benjamin Gawin, as of March 2016, the Canadian gamer had finished the PC version of the game using nine different control methods, including a rock band guitar, a rock band drum kit, a rock band piano, a Donkey Konga bongo drum, a microphone using voice control only, a Wiimote, a dance mat, a steering wheel, and an Xbox 360 pad. Well, that last one's maybe not as impressive. Oh wait, played it with one finger. Yeah, played it with one finger. Absolutely incredible. I couldn't probably just about maybe not even beat Dark Souls using just a regular controller. So yeah, I mean, Maybe we're all doing it wrong. Maybe we need to break out our guitars and start playing our games like that because maybe that's just easier. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe it looks harder, but it actually isn't. I doubt it very much. So yeah, you can really go down a rabbit hole down in these world records of anything really, but in video games, I find it especially interesting to see what people are doing. And it is super cool to see games played differently like this and people achieving greatness through doing it as well. What would your world record be if you could say that's my world record? It doesn't have to be anything amazing. I mean mine's probably most time spent playing Hearthstone on a toilet. That would probably be mine. Not very glamorous but you know someone's got to do it. What would, you, would yours be? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. It's trivia time. So we were talking about world records and here we go with this trivia question. The record for the most subscribers for a female games broadcaster on YouTube is held by I Has Cupquake, aka Tiffany Herrera. As of January 2021, to the nearest million, how many subscribers does she have? Is it 7 million, 14 million, or 21 million? 
The correct answer is 7 million. Did you get the one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of another level of free extra lives. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can email the show podcast at freeextralives.com. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, you can join the Discord. If you head over to freeextralives.com, you can find a link there. You'll also find links to the show notes where you can find links to everything I've mentioned in this episode so you don't have to go searching because why would you want to do that? You got better things to be doing. And that's it. That's the end of another level of Three Extra Lives. Thank you very much for tuning in and I'll see you all in level 68.